previously on Club Tropicana at the DK Lounge. Yeah. What did you play? I played the saxophone, the alto and the tenor saxophone. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because somebody, we won't name names, but somebody <laughs> was actually trying to out you. And, oh, yeah. And I remember you telling me, and my reaction was, uh-huh. <laughs> Didn't you have a bulge? I did. <laughs> <laughs> I did. That's what I remember. And now... Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, episode 2 of the Club Tropicana at the DK Lounge podcast. We're glad to have you along again. Hey, a big thanks for uh, your response to that first episode. We thought it went pretty well. We had a good time. We uh, we appreciate that response from uh, from you listeners and our sponsors. Uh, so we're back for another one. Shannon, uh, are you ready to go? As ready as I'll ever be, you know, coming off of that biopic episode. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a good one ahead for you today. We're going to talk about the five times that we really embarrassed ourselves. Um, (laughs) Only five. (laughs) Only five. There's more. We'd be here for a month if we did that. But, uh, you know, first, hey, you know, let's let's do a little how you been. Shannon, you uh, recently went to a concert. Oh, yeah. How did that go? It was good. It was good. It was a road trip to Indiana with my girlfriend and our friend Kim to see Dave Matthews Band, the mm-hmm. Creekside uh, show, which if you're a Dave fan, it's kind of like the Gorge of the Midwest. You know, the Gorge is the big concert out in Washington mm-hmm. State, and this is like the big Midwest, you know, kind of show, and um, it was hot. <laughs> I uh, sweated nonstop for about... 48 hours straight and uh yeah it was rainy yeah i I saw the yeah saw the pictures of uh, the tent and everything you guys were protected uh yeah yeah sure in the middle of the field in tornado alley we were protected (laughs) (laughs) yeah so the the second show the first show was amazing great set list second show um amazing it started early to try to get past the weather they ended up cutting him short um, and I was the only sober one, so we decided to go ahead and throw all of our shit in the back of the car and get on the road. And we managed to tear down a campsite in three hours, the camp, same nice. campsite that took us about four hours to put up in scorching heat the day before. It took us an hour to just throw in the back of the car to leave Saturday night instead of, you know, fairing the weather in the middle of a field um, overnight. And uh, no sooner pulled out of the campsite, the rain started, and uh, I literally hydroplaned home at 50 miles an hour on 70 East, (laughs) like white knuckle driving for (laughs) almost four hours, and it was was insane. But we made it, and we're uh, back here at Club Tropicana, and the birds are chirping. I hear the birds, yes. (laughs) Once again, we are in... Nature! Shannon's garage. (laughs) And uh, we're, uh, we're we're hoping that the uh, background noise uh, keeps to a minimum. But uh, I wouldn't rather I, I I I couldn't think of a place I'd rather be this morning than here with Shannon Barnett at Club Tropicana. <laughs> Club Tropicana, DK Lounge, recording another episode for you people. Um, so uh, I uh, I was in Cincinnati last week. 
uh, helping the parents move into their new house in a place called Westchester oh. that we found out was a pl- pretty good area. And uh, it went well. We spent two and a half days in Mom's kitchen. That's uh, the, the 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 movers brought in all the heavy furniture and everything, and uh, they threw all the boxes in the garage. And I swear to God, every every other box said kitchen, kitchen, kitchen. kitchen. You know, my mom's one of those old world mothers that just cooks and cooks and cooks, and she has every piece of equipment known to mankind. Old world West Virginia. Old world West Virginia. <laughs> and so, yeah, we spent two and a half days getting the kitchen together. And then we started on the rest of the house. Still weren't done when I left. Wow. But, but uh, yeah, it, it went well. So that was a good week. Um, so, Shannon, are you ready to dive into this? <laughs> I guess so. You've uh, let us in with quite the uh, visual on the Instagram page. So. Yes, we are going to get into this first one featuring Shannon. <laughs> and, yes, I did uh, post a picture of Shannon with... Uh, toilet seat cover hanging out of the back of her pants but enough <laughs> i will let shannon take it away <laughs> well we said we only had time for five and uh we could be here forever and just to give you an idea of who we kind of both are this is uh the toilet seat in the uh pants <laughs> uh just happened last week so <laughs> We're good for five embarrassing stories a week, I think, uh, the way that we roll, or at least the way that I roll. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, last week uh, at work, um, and we're kind of piecing this story together, too, and uh, I could have easily been exposed to even more groups in my time out in public with this thing hanging out of the back of my pants than I initially thought. But anyway, what is visible to you on the Instagram page and excuse the, uh, (laughs) (laughs) excuse the revving engine from my neighbors. Yeah, motorcycle or (laughs) a stock car. I think it's a car. Is that a stock car? We'll see if it backfires here in a second. (laughs) Boom, (laughs) boom. Anyway, the visual online is of, uh, me walking down the hallway of our building with a, uh, Toilets, half of a toilet seat cover coming out of the back of my pants just flapping in the wind and uh the only way that i that i knew that it was back there it wasn't from you know it wasn't creating like any noise i didn't feel it or anything walking down the hall obliviously to it the way that i found out was later in the office about oh two and a half hours after that video um a co-worker was like shannon <laughs> what's on the back of your pants and i'm like oh i touch it and i immediately knew what it was as soon as i touched it and i was in panic mode and (laughs) i jumped (laughs) and uh she says that uh that the reaction to when i felt it and realized what it was was actually funnier than the toilet seat cover coming out of my butt crack um but uh yeah so how long from the time you left the restroom till it was discovered? Like two and a half hours. Two and a half hours? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, and I'm I, pretty I thought, certain that... I thought you left us and then went into the office. Oh, yeah. And, and <coughs> Side noticed. note, I ran into Dennis here uh, with a group of some of our other co-workers after I had walked out of the bathroom with said toilet paper seat cover 
hanging out of my pants, which apparently nobody saw, or if they saw, none of us, uh, you know, none of us saw it because, of course, we we would have we wouldn't have said anything. We <laughs> yeah, you we would have just said we would have just pointed at it and looked at each other and you know, yeah, yeah. but you know, we were just just talking about this before we started recording, <laughs> and there's there's a total of five of us standing there talking. None of us notice. Yeah. And in that, you know, during that moment, there there's two women that walk by, and they're looking for the ID center, and one of them is a smoking hot ten that walked right by Shannon. <laughs> yeah. Had to have seen this thing. <laughs> she didn't see it. I swear. <laughs> uh, well, so <laughs> any more thoughts on that one, Shannon? Any advice for our listeners? <laughs> I am a bit of what you call a chick magnet. (laughs) (laughs) So I I ended up finding the security video of me walking down the hall, apparently strutting down the hall. And I would like to say that that strut is very unintentional. It's just, I would like to say it's my swishy fat ass. Um, But apparently I strut and uh, strutting down the back hall with this probably every bit of foot long piece of toilet seat cover hanging out of the back of my pants and i pass a co-worker talk to him there's no way that he didn't see it when i turned around <laughs> past him and uh yeah so i found the video and i also added my own soundtrack to it which is sade's smooth operator so uh i don't know maybe we'll put a little snippet on uh Instagram or one of the socials so you can get a kind of a flavor of uh, what what I was dealing with last week. So the walk is just, you know, of a of a person, you know, going from point A to point B, you know, <laughs> confident and not oblivious, you know, oblivious to something that's going on right behind oblivious. her. Confidently. <laughs> <laughs> I am confidently oblivious, and that is not a good combination of of traits to have. Well, it was that day because you gave us some very good material for the podcast, <laughs> yeah, so I yeah. thank you. Um, I will tell you that video that I sent you, the uh-huh. the you know the snippet with the smooth operator soundtrack to it, it is quite the hit amongst my uh, is that personal right? inner circle. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's so. good. So you brighten people's day. Uh, apparently so. Yeah. I, I sent the video to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I sent the video to Chicago, to Budapest, uh, to a couple of people here in Columbus. So yeah. Yeah. yeah every, everybody, everybody's getting familiar between the last episode and this one. People are really getting to know Shannon Barnett. <laughs> The international Shan of mystery, <laughs> and not really mystery any longer. No. <laughs> Oh, good, there goes my neighbor. So the uh, the additional soundtrack of the you know rubbing vehicle is now gone. It's such an organic thing listening to all this, though. You know, oh, yeah. I I would love. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Popeye car. The sights, sounds, and flavors of Groveport, Ohio. <laughs> we need somebody playing a banjo while we're doing this. <laughs> Groveport is nice. I, it's know. Central Ohio's hometown. Did you know that? I had no idea. Well, yeah. If you ever felt like you, you know, needed a hometown, you're in it. Groveport, Ohio. Groveport, Ohio. Okay. I lost a karaoke contest down here once. Really? Did I ever tell you about that? No. It's like 2001, and I found out about this karaoke contest, and uh, there was cash prizes. <laughs> 
And I was like, hey, I'll go down there. I you know, might have a, you know, around all these hicks, I might have a shot. You know? <laughs> yeah. And I screwed up and told this chick about it who went to all the karaoke contests and, and always won. She, she had a way about her. We'll just say. And <laughs> I screwed up and told her about it. So, of course, Dennis got second place. And less money than he was supposed to because the chick that I told about it, she ended up weaseling her way, getting more money than she was supposed to. So, if you have a talent, don't tell anybody. <laughs> but I love, you know, that, that's my only experience is the karaoke contest getting and Shannon Barnett. for money for winning a contest in Groveport. That's the only experience you have in Groveport. That, that sounds that, like a good one. That and Shannon Barnett's wild parties. <laughs> That's my experiences and in Groveport. And now Club Tropishana. And, and this podcast. And I will take it. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll tell now you, we get to talk about you. I'll tell you my first one. All right. Happened while I was living in Florida. <laughs> and this was not long after I moved there. Uh, my friend Steve Giulio, who uh, is a listener of the podcast. Hello, Steve. Steve and I graduated from Brook High School in 1991 back in Wellsburg, West Virginia. And uh, somebody screwed up our freshman yearbook, by the way. And put Wells, Virginia. West Virginia. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll post a picture of that. I think I have before. But but uh, Steve and I found out about this baseball game at the uh, Tampa Bay Rays Tropicana Field. You and I went there once today. We went there yeah, once. We went there. Saw, the, saw the Rays beat the Yankees in front we of an 80% Yankees crowd. Yeah. So this was a charity game. This was after Hurricane Irma. And Hurricane Irma, you know, just clobbered the entire southeast. And it, it made its way to Houston. It made its way to, uh, I mean, up even up through Arlington before this thing actually died down. And the Houston Astros and the Texas Rangers had a game that they were going to have to postpone. But the Tampa Bay Rays said, hey, why don't you play it down here? We'll make it a charity game. And the, 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 the take at the gate we'll just give to charity. We'll oh. give to the Hurricane charity. So Steve and I met there. It was like a $5 game, general admission, sit wherever you want. So we met down there to watch this game. Now, I'm driving in. It's my first time. <laughs> and Tropicana Field is this dome. I'd never been to a dome game before. And so I'm driving in and I'm... <laughs> Shannon's already laughing. We've talked about this before. Uh, I'm driving in, and I get to my exit, and the field is right there to the left. I look at it, and I'm like, yes, I see it. I'm almost there. I'm going to see this baseball game and uh, hang out with Steve, and we're going to have a good time. And I take the exit, and I get to my parking space, and and Steve's already there. And uh, I texted him, and I said, hey, I'll be there in just a minute. Uh, I'm putting on the sunscreen. I'll be there in, in just a minute. Give me just a minute. And Steve texts back and says, it's a dome, Dennis. <laughs> and I'm sitting here in the car, two hands full of sunscreen. <laughs> and I, I look out the window at the stadium that I had just looked at at the exit. Force of habit. And re- realized, oh, God, it is a dome. And, uh, you know, I later explained to Steve, I call that doing a dentist. Because I do that kind of thing all the time. But, 
Yeah, I'm sitting there thinking, I looked at this place. I knew before I got in the car today that it was a dome. I'm staring at it, and I'm still putting on sunken screen. Yeah, you know, a habit. You know, all the years going to Pittsburgh Pirates games, Clippers well, games, I mean, and all that stuff. We're both pasty white, so it is forced uh, to right. have when, when you're <laughs> to immediately when, put sunscreen in your when, hands. When you're Irish, if you don't put on sunscreen when you go out the door, you're going to burn up. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that was my habit for years. And so, yeah, I'm sitting in my air-conditioned car looking <laughs> at the air-conditioned dome stadium putting on sunscreen, and it just does not compute. And Steve's, Steve's text... We still talk about that, you know. It's a dome, Dennis. You know, he will. He has it on, you know, like his timeline memories. It's, Every now and then it'll come up and he'll remind me of it. It's a dome, so, you idiot. When I, I posted something about this episode, embarrassing moments, and that's the first thing he said. Sunscreen? So, yeah. So there's, there's, my, uh, there's my first embarrassing moment story, and that one was pretty embarrassing. You know, I, I walk into the Tropicana field, you know, sunscreen all over me. I'm ready for the game. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I had a good time. It was air-conditioned. I was like, man, this is the way to watch a baseball game. We're walking around, and I, I don't know what the appearance was about, but Stewie Griffin was there. Somebody in a Stewie Griffin costume from Family Guy was there. I got a picture with him. I don't know, but it was a good time. Pretty embarrassing that I put on sunscreen for a dome, but yeah. So that's that's my first one. Uh, Shannon, you're up. <laughs> well, I see that it's labeled here on our uh, show notes as Shannon to Mexico piss. So... <clears throat> Getting into the Mexico piss story. That was a good story, by the way, with uh, the sunscreen. Oh, thank you, Shannon. <laughs> it's thank a you. dome, you idiot. It's <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mexico piss. So, actually, this just happened earlier this year. Um, <laughs> Very current stories. <laughs> well, you know, as we kind of go down the list, they uh, they age a little bit. But, uh, yeah. Uh, this happened, actually, in <clears throat> January February of this year. Um, like Dennis kind of said uh, in, in my biopic episode, uh, I really enjoy traveling. And uh, my girlfriend and I, we took my mother and her friend to uh, an I we I don't want to like say the place <laughs> just in sure. case there the Mexican federales are looking for us. Um, but uh, we were in Mexico. And uh, we also kind of alluded to the fact in a previous episode that we might have kind of quivery bowels, if you will. Yes, you know, they're, yes. they're not, uh, you can never trust them, we'll say. Right. So, <clears throat> you know, we're, we're at the beach and we're at this beach club. It's gorgeous. It's like living in a postcard for a week. And my mom is like, I got to go to the bathroom. Can you help me find the bathroom? Because we were in this beach club and they, you can use the hotel like, but you have to walk to it. And it, it was kind of a fur piece of a walk, which we didn't know at the time because it was our first day at the beach club. So I begrudgingly was like, fine, because I knew what this was all about. And if you know my mom and I, things that we kind of get into, we call it the shit show for a reason because uh-huh. the, the things that <laughs> happened to us, it's like, really? Like, this happens to real people? So we start walking down the road to the hotel portion of this beach club so we can use the bathrooms. 
And this road was, it's not a real road. We're on this island and um, it, it, when it rains, it fills up with puddles and stuff and it's not paved. So it's like kind of like this slippery, silty uh, texture, consistency, whatever, after it rains. So we're walking along and we are walking in the middle of the road and we start to kind of go up to the edge of the road because we're avoiding this puddle. Well... And I, I also want to just kind of put a little fact, too, that I had to go to the bathroom as well. Um, so leading into this. So my mom is in her cute little beach cover that she got from Amazon that she was so excited about. Well, and we're in flip-flops or she's in flip-flops. I'm in bare feet. And she starts walking around this puddle and hit a smooth spot in her flip-flops and proceeded to slip and fall <laughs> in this beach cover <laughs> into this huge puddle. And she was laying there sprawled out and it hit me as hysterical. And I'm bent over in this road in Mexico laughing hysterically and I'm pissing all <laughs> over the place, all <laughs> over the place. Like every belly laugh that I'm doing is just piss is fall is just coming out of me like a waterfall. And she's like, stop it, Shannon. I, she's like, you don't even, you haven't even checked to see if I'm hurt. I'm in this puddle. Help me get up. Blah, blah, blah. Well, I just start pissing harder because I'm laughing harder. And so I finally get her up and it didn't matter. She still shit herself anyway. But oh my God. <laughs> she was in this, she was in this like beach cover that is now this like light gray oh. from this silty mud that she <laughs> fell in i had to carry it back because it was like it weighed 50 pounds because the shit had started drying <laughs> and it was like her wearing a weighted like a weighted garment so i didn't have had to carry it back so if you're in mexico and you see well she didn't even she didn't shit herself she yeah, let's clarify she had, that. She had, to, she had to go on the side of the building. <laughs> That's as far as we made it, was the side of the building. And uh, so, yeah, if you're in Mexico and you see, like, concrete <laughs> eaten out of the uh, a chunk of concrete eaten out of the side of a hotel, that was probably us. That was probably her. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I'm pretty sure people saw us, her laying in the puddle, me laughing hysterically with piss just pouring out of me. And it wasn't, like, running down my leg. It was, like, like you could see it, like a like a hose like a, oh my God. a sputtering hose sprinkler <laughs> so yeah we're not one for the uh <laughs> oh my god that's yeah good. so that's the uh, mexico piss story i like that one <laughs> you know and, and, she's it, gonna hate me for me for if, telling that story <laughs> temporarily. <laughs> temporarily she'll get a laugh out that's of it i was like mom you what know? if i make you a star with this <laughs> You know, if, if if you're listening, you know, don't uh, don't hesitate to give us your review on these on these stories. We'd love to hear your uh, your feedback on them. Yeah. Well, first off, if you've never shit yourself or come close to shitting yourself, are you really living? <laughs> <laughs> and if if you say that you haven't, I'm going to say that you're lying. I did when I was 13. You know, this oh. is not on our list, but it was one of those things. I was 13 years old. My brother had a friend over. You're always trying to impress people by doing dumb things, and I I was going to do the 
the the fart gun thing where you point and you know, <laughs> didn't realize that I had to go to the bathroom and I loaded up the pants a little bit. Rule one of Fight Club, never trust a fart. Yeah. And that was the last time I ever did that. Oh, the cops are here. Ah, uh, oh, the sweet sounds of Groveport. Sirens uh-huh. rolling down Main Street. They just heard your story. <laughs> Yeah, the Mexican federales have already been in touch with the Groveport Police Department. <laughs> uh, and they're here at Club Tropashada to arrest me. Oh, my God. All right. Um, Shannon, thanks for that story. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. I'm going to... I'll go with my second one. This is another work story, and this is one that I still get harassed about. This happened, I think, in 2006. <laughs> uh, a building... I was there when it happened. I wasn't there in the building when it happened, but I was there. Uh, maybe that was... When did it, you start? 07. 07? Wow. Okay. And now there's a plane. <laughs> we are the, we're in the flight <laughs> pattern. <laughs> it's like everybody took a break last week. We didn't have any of this. Yeah. Well. But, um, okay, 2007 maybe. Um, I'm working in a building. Won't specify which building. For security reasons. Right. Uh, and there was a uh, there was an area behind the desk that I was working that was gutted. It was going to be renovated and everything. And there was a lounge with a bathroom back there. And uh, for whatever reason, the the people tearing down the area, whatever, they had messed up the door to the bathroom, and you had to lock it and unlock it from the outside <laughs> instead of the inside. So. I'm coming in for the day, and it was not long after the shift started because there were still people (laughs) passing by after this happened. (laughs) I had to go to the bathroom. And if you haven't figured out yet, you know, a lot of our stories have to do with going to the bathroom or (laughs) not not realizing we had to go to the bathroom or not making it to the bathroom. (laughs) But uh, I had to go to the bathroom, so I went to this particular bathroom. I didn't take my uh, walkie-talkie with me. <laughs> walkie-talkie. I didn't take my phone with me. Just, you know, I have to go to the bathroom. I'm going to go back here and everything will be fine. You know, just all the assumptions that you make when you're not paying any attention. All and the assumptions that you make when you have to go to the bathroom and you're kind of panicking a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even think I had to go that bad. I just oh. think I was going to go in there and, you know, take a break. <laughs> you know? So I go in, I use the bathroom, and I'm washing my hands and everything. And I tug on the door, and it ain't opening. And I'm like, what the... And I realized, oh, God, this is that door. It's locked from the outside. How did I lock myself in? Oh, my God. Somebody locked you in? I get, no, I, I, I don't know how it locked behind me. <laughs> but I locked myself into this restroom, and I'm like... How am I going to get out of here? Now, just to be clear, you didn't lock yourself in the stall. You locked yourself in the restroom itself. In in the restroom. It's a single toilet restroom. And, uh, yes, I locked myself in. Which, it's a good thing I'm not claustrophobic. This would have been really (laughs) bad. Um, I was working with a guy named Jim. Very, very old. Old, old, old man. Oh, yeah. And, you know... The, the typical hearing loss when I guess you're in your 70s and everything because I'm, I'm screaming my head off. Jam! Jam! I got no radio. I got no phone. All I have is my screaming voice to try to get somebody back to this bathroom. Jam! Jam! 
He's not hearing a thing. I've got people. There's a stairwell close to that. If you know the area that I'm talking about, there's a stairwell close to that area. I can hear people going by. I'm yelling, (laughs) jam, jam. (laughs) Nobody's stopping to figure out what the hell's going on. Because they're probably terrified to know (laughs) what's going on. Hey, there's some guy killing a guy named Jim or something. I don't know. (laughs) Somebody wrangling a turd. Anyway, anyway, I realize nobody's coming to help me. I've got no way of communicating with the outside world. It's me stuck in this bathroom. I'm finished. I got to improvise. So I look up at the ceiling. <laughs> I'm like, okay, all right, if I climb up on the sink, I'll, I'll move some of the tiles and see what I'm looking at <laughs> on this wall. You know, see if it's if it's all the way up or if, or if it just stops at a certain point and I can climb over. I don't want to, but it looks like this is the only way I'm getting out of this bathroom. So I step on the toilet, I step on the sink, which luckily you know, held my weight, thank God, because it's not one of those floor sinks, it's just one of those sticking out from the wall. A pedestal sink? Yeah, it's a pedestal sink. <laughs> you could have completely like pulled oh, I, off the wall I could have water could broke have my back, up. yeah, laying in there in a puddle of water, not being able to move. You oh. drown in five feet away. <laughs> Like five inches of water on a private bathroom in a bathroom that I've locked myself into, that would have made the report even better. But uh, so I climb up on the sink and I remove one of the tiles, and I'm like, okay, the wall ends here, I can climb over. I've never climbed into a ceiling before, no, this is a first. So I get up there and I get one leg over, and I'm punching out tiles just destroying these tiles because I'm in a panic. I'm actually panicking a little bit. So these tiles are just destroyed. They're everywhere and whatever. And I get to the point where I'm looking down the other side of the wall and I'm like, God, there's no sink. There's no toilet. I have That's to, a 30 foot drop. I have to, I have to jump <laughs> or, you know, try to, you know, hold my hands on the other side of the wall and climb down, scurry down or whatever. And I'm like thinking, okay, what am I going to do? That is when Jim comes with the ladder. <laughs> he comes with a step ladder. And I He didn't hear you in the bathroom, but he sees you punching through the ceiling. I don't know. Something between all of that, maybe somebody went and told Jim, I don't know what's going on. Jim shows up with a step ladder. A step ladder? It's a step ladder that's just high enough for me to get on. I see him. And instead of the, oh, my God, thank you, I'm, I'm glad you're, where the hell have you been? <laughs> you know, it was one of those things. <laughs> and so he looks at me, before I yelled, he was. He looks at me and he says, oh, my God. And he, <laughs> and he puts the stepladder down, and I get down from it. It's over. I'm good. But now... I have to call across the street and tell the supervisor <laughs> what happened. You had to do the walk of shame. He's cracking up. He came over. If you look at the re- the report's gone. It's been too many years. He actually comes over and tries to fix the ceiling tile. <laughs> <laughs> he put it all back as best he could. You know, the report's written. It's embarrassing and uh, very, very embarrassing. And, yes, there's still people that are working here that remember that story that remind me of it all the time. The, the time that... I locked myself into a restroom 
and had to punch myself out through the through ceilings. Through the ceiling, yeah. yeah. That, that's a good one. So, the only thing that would have been better if we would have had video of you falling through the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the, his leg. On the other side. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I was so happy that I'd gotten up there, and then on the other side, I'm like, how am I going to do this? I'm going to break my knees, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming you're on the second floor. It was the first floor. Well, those ceilings are still pretty high. Oh, they're high. So it's like, that would have been like a 30-foot mm-hmm. drop. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's, that, that's yeah, that's my trapped in the bathroom story. Shannon? <laughs> have you noticed that, well, at least three of these stories so far... I, I still have another bathroom story. Jeez. <laughs> you can tell the, you And can I have tell, a bathroom story. Yeah. You can tell what the common the theme and the commonality between us are. If we just wouldn't go to the bathroom, we'd be fine. Yeah. Uh, well, this story is kind of stupid. This was actually a while ago. Um, I, I think I was in Easton. I was at Easton, and I had my grandmother with me. And I think I think it was actually when I had just started driving, so I took her to Easton because normally our thing was at Christmas time we would take she didn't drive, so when I was a kid we would take the Coda bus from the east side of Columbus to downtown Columbus to city center and have like our Christmas shopping day together when I was a kid. Now wait a minute, <laughs> you grew up on Barnett Manor. But you took a public transportation. Now, that's interesting. <laughs> well, I was with my grandmother who didn't know how to drive. She didn't have. She didn't know oh, how to okay. drive. She didn't have a license, so yes. All right. It's not like we were going to walk it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I remember the first year that I was able to drive her somewhere, and we went to Easton. And for some reason, you know, it was before cell phones, really, because it was like 2000, mm-hmm. I will say. And we needed to know what time it was. No, maybe it was we were still, I was 15, and we still had to catch the bus. <laughs> so, and we were we were at City Center still. And uh, we needed to catch the bus, and we didn't know what time it was. So I walked into this random store, and I asked them what time it was. Well, little did I know, the store that I walked in was a watch store. Because I was oblivious to, like, what <laughs> what the merchandise was around me. So I walked into a watch store and asked them what time it was. And the guy sitting behind the counter was like, you're kidding me, right? <laughs> and I'm like, no, why? What I, What time is it? He was like, you're in a watch store. And it's like, oh, come on, guy. Like, every watch sitting on these shelves are set to the correct time. So, yeah, I walked into a watch store, asked the guy what time it was, and, and, I, and I was so embarrassed that I turned around and walked out and still didn't know what time still it was. Still never, never got like, your question you, answered. Dude. Screw you. I'm not even going to look at one of these stupid-ass wa- overpriced watches on your shelves. I'll just wing it. <laughs> well, I'll look at the sun and figure yeah, it out I'll, myself. I'll, I'll figure mm. out where the sun is in the sky and tell you, you know, within five hours what time it is. <laughs> So yeah, that's my stupid watch story. Story. All right, that's a good one. That's a way, a good way to uh, wrap up this half of the show. We're going to take a little break, and uh, when we come back, we will have uh, some more embarrassing stories, uh, embarrassing tales from the thespian and the <laughs> lesbian. But uh, now, a word from our sponsor. Are you tired of painting the house with cheap imposter paints that just don't hold up? 
Do you have to redo the living room every 10 years? Well, let me tell you something. Merle's lead-based paints doesn't mess around. Known for being the last 100% lead-based paint on the market, nobody matches the quality or toxicity of Merle's lead-based paints. So what if Grandpa has respiratory issues? With Merle's lead-based paints, he'll appreciate knowing he's taken his last breaths in the most beautiful house in town. So go see the folks at Merle's lead-based paints today. You'll be glad you did. So will Grandpa. Hey, welcome back. We're going to get into more of these uh, these uh, events that uh, really embarrassed ourselves. But first, Shannon, tell me uh, just briefly about your 1988 Nissan. <laughs> the 1988 Nissan Stanza was the first car that I got. Uh, I shouldn't complain. I shouldn't bitch. Um, it was free. I understand why it was free, because it was a death trap on wheels. Um, but it was a family car. That was passed around from, I got it, but before that, my dad drove it, and before him, his sister drove it, and I think a couple of my aunts and uncles in between. For some reason, this 1988 stanza saw a lot of Barnett drivers. But I ended up with it when I turned 16, and, um, you know, I went to school in a school district where there were some kids, there were a lot of kids driving, like, newer cars, BMWs, shit like that, you know. And, uh, I just, (laughs) I, uh, one of my favorite songs, even as a 16 year old was Sade's Smooth Operator, hence how I, how and why I use that music. Which we use that sometimes, yeah. Uh, you know, walking down the hall with toilet paper hanging out of my butt. But I had a, um, I had a license plate frame on the back of my car that said Smooth Operator. So I would pull into school every day between BMWs and, and whatnot, and I had this gray, you know, rust-spotted stanza that uh, would park right between them with a license plate uh, frame that said Smooth Operator. So, Very nice, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the kind of car that, you know, it's how kids draw it. It's a rectangle with wheels. Mm-hmm. That's that's kind of what it was. And it was one of the car, last cars that still had the uh, the shoulder strap on the uh, that ran the track when you open and close the doors. Nice. And uh, it's uh, it was halfway chewed through when I got it, so I had to I had to wear the lap belt, otherwise I would have flown through the uh, windshield mm-hmm. if I would have gotten in a, in an accident. Uh, power nothing cassette player um and you know and then they only made the stanza for like two years that's mm-hmm. how reliable of a vehicle it was so yeah that was my nissan stanza with the smooth operator uh license plate frame do do you remember what you called the cassette player when you were trying to be cool <laughs> no tape deck tape deck <laughs> cars got a tape deck well you kids won't remember that but i was gonna uh, say at the time when i started driving i just used my tape deck to put the uh the audio output so i could have my disc man plugged into it oh yeah you know so when you hit a bump it like the whole disc skipped and everything yeah i just use that tape deck for the audio output at that point <laughs> no tape decks anymore no cds anymore no no well i still roll with cds in my current vehicle it's uh it's a 2012 that's how i roll now 2012 it's got it's got CD only, no no Bluetooth, no audio uh, output, uh, you know, no audio aux. 
So, yeah, I'm rolling high class trash. All right. right. High class trash. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you ready to get back into these? Yes, let's. I got uh, sort of a doozy, maybe a little bit let down compared to the other stories, but uh, we've all gone through this. Where we listen to the radio, yep. and we hear a song, and and we don't necessarily know the words, and, and particularly before the internet happened, you know, you didn't know all the words. You had a tough time trying to find them unless you bought the album yep. or whatever, and you got the lyric sheet. So you'd be in in the car, and you'd be hearing something, and you'd sing it as you hear it, and it wouldn't always be right. But I will say though. There are some of the lyrics that I created for certain songs that I like better than what the lyrics actually are. I was not that lucky. Oh. <laughs> I, uh, I come from a long line of people who would screw up lyrics. And, and, and the family knew people that would screw up lyrics, too. A guy that my father used to work with, his name was Dave Turrentine, late Dave Turrentine, God rest in peace. <laughs> uh, he uh, was talking to Dad one day. They were talking about their, their music in the 60s. And what they listened to. And Dave Turrentine said one of his favorite songs was a very popular song by the Monkees. Hey, hey, and he the said, Monkees. And he said he'd be driving in his car and he couldn't wait till this come on. And he, the first time he heard it, he didn't really know the words. And then the second time he heard it, he was trying to piece it together, but he still didn't know. But he just loved when this song came on and he would sing along with, Then I saw her face. Now I'm a big beaver. <laughs> and of course it's I'm a believer um, so you know you know people that do that and you've done it yourself too uh, I did it with Van Halen's Jump <laughs> never knew the, the words were uh, you see me standing here I got my back against the record machine I always said wrecking machine where's well. the wrecking machine coming from nobody knows and I had other ones the worst and it wasn't too embarrassing because I didn't. I did it at karaoke. But <laughs> luckily, there wasn't you did a big it crowd. Karaoke when the lyrics were on the screen. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I wasn't looking at the screen because I knew it. You know, but uh, this was from a band that you and I saw live during our shortened 2007 summer concert series that we put together before I moved to Florida, and we didn't get to finish it. 2017. Uh, yeah, you Hall said 2007. Oats. Oh, well, seven, <laughs> seventeen, whatever, whatever it was. Uh, we should working with an old man here. We're, we're not drinking at all, I promise. But uh, in 2017, Shan and I went to see Hall and Oates. <laughs> and Tears and, for Fears. And Tears for Fears was that the was opening act. It was a great show. And Hall and Oates does a song, a great, great song, one of their best, Man Eater. <laughs> now. At the end of Man Eater, uh, you know, it's an outro. Oh, here she comes. Watch out. You know, he he keeps going over and over and over and over again. Towards the end of it, almost at the end of it, there is a lyric. uh, Oh, here she comes. And he says, the woman is wild. I never heard that. Growing up. Again, before the internet. And uh, that was on an album called H2O. And that was one of my first ones on cassette back in like <laughs> 81, deck. 82. For your tape deck. Yeah, whatever it was. Now, on cassette, it didn't come with a lyric sheet. You had to buy the record. Damn, you're old. Yeah. So <laughs> I had cassette, 
artwork on the cover, and inside the back of that cover was blank. <laughs> so you had to figure out the words for yourself unless you bought the record. For years and years and years, I thought he was just making a sound. And at karaoke one night, I decided to sing it, not paying any attention to the last part. I know it, I know it. And I'm dating my ex at the time, and she's sitting out with everybody and around all of our friends and, you know, other strangers and whatever. And you get to that last part where he says, the woman is wild. And I didn't think it was the woman is wild. I thought it was a sound. So if you're watching me at karaoke, this is what you saw. Oh, here she comes. Oobadasquah, woo! squaw. That's what I That's what I squaw. And I look out. And nobody's really paying attention. My ex is... You, you're not, you can't see this. It's a podcast, but my ex is... The look on her face. <laughs> the disappointment. Uh, how the was WTF that? look. Because <laughs> she's a singer, too, you know. We're both singers. And she looks at me with a grin. What the hell was that? And we talked about it later. And she showed me the lyrics, and I was like, oh, my God. Because this was like 2008 when I did this. That song came out in 82. You know. Yeah. Three decades, whatever. Almost, yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and I totally screwed that up. So that was always a topic of conversation. When we'd hear it on the radio. But, what <laughs> she would do it. She would do it at the end of the... And I, I would intentionally not sing towards the end because she would always bring it up. She would always go... Uber squaw, <laughs> That sounds like a drunk noise. It's uh, yeah, that's that's what I heard. Anyway, that's my uh, wrong sing, uh, wrong song lyrics story, Shannon. <laughs> well, unfortunately, I have to follow that one up with another shit story. So, <laughs> if you're still listening, I hope you're on board for another yet another shit story. You know what we didn't put on the list? What was the time you shit your pants at work? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll do a part two. <laughs> a part a part two. <laughs> I don't know. I think people can only handle so many shit stories. They're Probably. funny though. Every like I said, if if somebody says that they don't have a shit story, they're lying to yes. you. Everybody has a shit story. Every, or a very close to shitting yourself shit story. Everybody's eaten something that didn't agree with them. Sometimes in public. <laughs> or anybody could just be walking the wrong way and it <laughs> jowls their bowels wrong. <laughs> All right, well, uh, my next story is yet another shit story, but it is, it's, it's, it's a story. Um, so, in 2019, I took Krista to Greece, and if you know anything about Greece, you know that it's, you know, it's an old, you know, we went to Athens, that was our first stop, so if you know anything about Greece or Athens, you know that, you know, plumbing, you know, they have plumbing and everything, it's a modern country, but it's so old that like, you know, the toilets can be questionable sometimes in some areas of the city that are older than others and haven't been, you know, renovated, whatever. And you can't flush toilet paper. But that's that's some places throughout Europe in general, you can't flush toilet paper. So, you know, this was like the second day we were in Greece. If you've ever flown internationally, you know, or, you know, you kind of get a little pent up, you know, bow-wise when you fly and you never know when it's going to strike but it always strikes at the wrong time Mm -hmm. Um, another thing about Athens that I'll quickly say is that it's very hilly so we found this really cute little family-owned restaurant down in uh, you know down off this alley probably about two miles away from our hotel and it was downhill 
So we're eating dinner and it's a great, great meal. Well, the urge starts to, starts to ping like, oh, okay, this is going to be the airplane blowout kind of deal. And I told Chris, I was like, uh, you know, she was like, just go to the bathroom here. Just go to the bathroom here. Well, I was like kind of refusing. Well, I refused kind of way too long. So I finally gave in and I was going to go to the bathroom at the restaurant. And this, this guy that owned the restaurant, he was so cute and so nice. He was so excited that we were there and the food was, was amazing. And I asked where the bathroom was. So he walks me to the back of the restaurant and stops at a door that is right next to the kitchen. And I'm like, immediately when we're standing in the kitchen and this restroom was there, I was like, well, there is no way in hell that I'm shitting in this bathroom off the kitchen. Restroom next to the kitchen? It's Athens. It's old. Athens, Greece. Old. Old. So. And you, sorry, you have like a phobia about public restrooms anyway, Yes, I just started going to, just started taking shits at work within the last decade. You're like Peter Griffin, the home bowl song. Yes, like my friend that lives around the corner, Kim, I've never shit at her house once. (laughs) If I have to shit and I'm at her house, I will walk around the corner and (laughs) shit in my own house. (laughs) I'm like... You know, I am I am not, just not finicky because it's not like, but it's just I don't know. I, at this rate, I should not have any humility left just from walking down the back hall of a major corporation's you know building with toilet paper hanging out of my butt. But we'll see. Anyway, so he leads me into this bathroom off the kitchen, and this toilet <laughs> is something like I have never seen before. I'm like, how the hell do you even flush it? Like, I, and I, I, I walked out, I stood in there for a minute, like, just to kind of pretend that I was going to the bathroom to not be rude, uh-huh. and I walked out of there, what came, like, scurrying through the restaurant, and I threw my wallet at Krista, and I was like, babe, I'm going back to the hotel. And she's <laughs> like, you don't even know where it is. I'm like, I'm going to find it. I, I can't go here. I can't go. I said, the bathroom is off the kitchen. I can't go to the bathroom here. Because I knew what kind of explosion was bubbling inside me. <laughs> this so, is a Seinfeld episode. <laughs> right? It really is. I swear, my life, I swear, that's why I think I love that show so much. Because I feel like life is a Seinfeld episode. It's a show about nothing and something all at the same time. Kashanza. <laughs> yeah, I am Shannon Kashanza. George Kashanza. So anyway... You know, I leave her in this restaurant in this back alley somewhere in Athens, Greece, and I start going, walking back to the hotel. Now, mind you, it's only our second night there. I have, like, no (laughs) bearings of the city, but I just start walking. I don't know. I guess I thought that I would pull uh, a Shannon's mother and just shit on a random building (laughs) if I had to, but I was bound and determined to get back to the hotel to go. (laughs) So, I, I... Things started looking familiar, and I get to the bottom of the street where our hotel is sitting at the top of this hill. My butt cheeks are squeezed so tight that my <laughs> knees are, like, locked together. Like, they're joined together, and I'm running up this hill with, like, not running. I'm, like, trying to speed walk with clenched ass, you know. You're trying clenched. to you're trying to avoid the running. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to avoid the running and all that multiple in the, in the sense of that word. Um, I make it to the top of the hotel. I make it to the top of the hotel. I get into the lobby, and people are like, "Oh, hello, blah blah," and I'm like, you know, 
blasting through the lobby with a purpose and like waiting, like hitting the elevator button. Mm-hmm. We're on the sixth floor. The elevators are a little different over in Europe. You know, they're modern, but they don't always move as fast and they're a lot smaller. And I managed to make it up to the sixth floor and barely get the key in the door and I made it. And hey, I that's barely, a good story. barely made it. So I'm done, but then I realized... <laughs> holy shit, no pun intended, you just left your girlfriend and God only knows where, and now you have to find her. (laughs) And, you know, so I get back to her about 45 minutes later. She was convinced that I was lost, wouldn't find her. She doesn't know how the hell to this day I found her. I honestly don't know how the hell to this day I found her. Well, it's it's true love. (laughs) Yeah. That's what it is. (laughs) Yeah. I will find you. (laughs) I think I said that. That's a little throw. That's a little, uh, little uh, not uh, last of the mojito. Right. I'm leaving this restaurant. I'm like, I will find you. The music's playing. No matter how far, no matter how long, I will find you. <laughs> With or without pants on. <laughs> the next time I see you. You know, that's one of Ryan Cameron's favorite movies. Really? I think we saw it in I the control wouldn't... room one year, and he just, I, I don't know. He makes fun of it, actually. He just says it's. <laughs> Two and a half hours of running. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. It's okay. I like it. Yeah, it's okay. So I get back to her. I find her. I think the little guy was nervous that I was like dining and dashing. And it's like I left my collateral, my girlfriend and my wallet sitting here. Like I was coming back because he was like, where's your friend? (laughs) She's like, oh, she had to go back to the hotel. Shaniel (laughs) Day-Lewis. She'll be right back. (laughs) So I get back, we finish our meal. He is a pleasant little guy, you know, got our picture taken with him. I just, I couldn't be held responsible for destroying the toilet, the reputation, ending probably a centuries-old restaurant in in the heart of Greece. I don't blame you. Right? So, yeah, so this was two years after Kristen and I started dating. And, uh, you know, pro tip, if you ever want to kind of figure out what kind of footing your relationship is on, Take your significant other overseas, leave them in a back alley while you figure out where to go shit and then try to find them. If she stays, you're golden. It's you a, know. She's a keeper. She's a keeper. But yeah, this was like not even quite two years into our relationship. And, you know, that was in 2019 and you know, we're in 20, 2023 now. So we have survived. I don't know how. But. That is one of five million reasons why my last relationship didn't work. <laughs> For four and a half years, we refused, absolutely refused, to fart in front of each other. Oh, well. You know? Yeah. And if, you know, it's a natural thing. People do it. And if you're going <laughs> to go as far as to just leave the room, to, you know, after, you know, even after multiple years together, yeah, you still can't do it, it's probably not going to work out. <laughs> so if you're listening out there and you're single and you want to, you want, you want a date, you know, just know ahead of time... You know, that first night you come over, I'm blasting one at you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If you spew and she bolts, if you fart and she bolts, it was never meant to be. (laughs) That's a a Wayne's world. That is a Wayne's world. I mean, it's so appropriate, you know. I think with my girlfriend, where I went wrong with her is that my girlfriend is a registered nurse. Mm -hmm. And I guess I just was like... Oh, she's a nurse. Anything that I do can't be worse than what she experiences at work. She sees it every day. She sees it every day, but it doesn't mean that's what she wants to come home to, right? <laughs> so she I wants feel a like break. I've taken that, I feel like I've taken that, oh, she's a nurse. She doesn't care. I feel like I've kind of stretched that a little too far sometimes, but 
She hasn't bolted yet, so. How many bathrooms do you have? He, uh, in Club Tropicana? In, in, two. In, in the house. Two. two. Larry Hagman, you yeah. know, famous J.R. Ewing, he said that was a success to a secret, or a secret to a successful marriage. Two, two bathrooms. bathrooms. <laughs> That's what he always said, and he was married like 50, 60 years. <laughs> so I think you're going to do all right. Yeah, we'll see. I haven't scared her away yet. It'll be seven years in October. And, uh, yeah, we have a few more adventures that are planned. So, yeah, we'll see. All right. Great story. I haven't hit her threshold yet. Oh, I just can't do this. (laughs) That was too far. You left me in an ancient alley, back alley, in the middle of some city that we've been in for less than 24 hours. Your bowels are killing us. (laughs) Yeah. Your sphincter's killing us. Or lack of sphincters killing us. Okay, I have an unrelated story to that. However, if you were there, you could tie it in, I guess. I was um, in grade school, I don't know, third, fourth grade maybe. I can't remember back home in Fallensby, West Virginia. (laughs) And uh, I would have, knowing you for as long as I have... I would have never guessed you came from West Virginia. I would have thought for sure, oh, you're from Chicago. Uh, my, or- no, my my brother and I both worked our asses off when to we get came when we what to get out of there and to convince people that we were not from there when we first moved. We grew up 40 minutes west of Pittsburgh. Well, you could have fooled me with that uh, mullet picture that you posted. On- oh yeah. <laughs> Yes, I'm. I'm doing a, a, a throwback Thursday series. It's probably going to take a couple of years before because I, I I brought a, like four crates home of my stuff, and uh, I I on my personal Instagram, one and only DK two. Go give it a follow. Uh, I posted a picture from 1989 where I have a mullet, and uh, I told somebody that uh, yes, uh, you look close enough. The back is permed. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, it's 1989. Now, did you request that? Yes. Wow. the The back of it was kind of going all over the place, and we had to control it somehow. And I was, and, and my actually, it was my aunt who owned a, a, a beauty salon, and she said, you know, to control <laughs> it, you might want to permit. And I'm like, yeah, fine, you know. <laughs> I it was it was 89. I was dating a girl that liked country music. Sacrifices were made. You know, in that picture, you looked like you were enjoying it. <laughs> I'm wearing a button-down that's tucked into jeans. Have you ever seen that with me? No. (laughs) Sacrifices were made. (laughs) But anyway, that's another story for a different time. Um, Somewhere in my childhood, I'm in grade school, and, you know, Mom always tried to make sure that we looked nice when we went to school and everything. We, we, We came from pretty modest means and everything, but we always had nice clothes to go to school in. And this particular day, I remember it like it's yesterday, just because of the embarrassment. I'm wearing these light tan pants. Mm -hmm. I don't remember the top, but I remember the (laughs) light tan pants. Now, back then, if there was a water puddle, a mud puddle, or whatever it was, I would find it and fall in it. We are out on recess. And again, I, I I can't even remember what how old I was, but I was really young. We're at, we're out in recess. We're playing around, and there's this one muddy area off of the concrete area, and I I would try not to go in that area. We're passing the football around, 
and somebody throws one to me, and it's over my head, and I stretch for it. Long story short, I end up ass first in the mud puddle in light tan pants. (laughs) I get up. Even before I get up, I knew... I know what this is going to look like. <laughs> right. I get up, and all the little kids on the playground are laughing at me, as they do when you're that age. They're pointing. They're laughing. I don't know what they're saying. There were probably some nicknames that I forget, you know. Pant shitter, pant shitter. <laughs> winter, winter, pant shitter. But, uh, <laughs> yes, that was uh, probably around, I don't know, 11 a.m., noon, and I had to go the rest of the day in muddy ass pants. I I sat in the school seats <laughs> in my muddy ass pants. Didn't didn't bother to wash it off. I was just embarrassed. What I would do, I would walk by people like sideways in the hallway so they couldn't see it. I would rush to my seat, sit down, hopes that nobody would see it. But of course all the kids did and they made fun of me. And that one that one stayed with me. That one see when you're that age, when you're when you're a little kid, third, fourth grade, whatever it was, you know, and the kids are making fun of you, that sticks. <laughs> so that was a terribly embarrassing moment, and uh, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Shannon, you're up. <laughs> <laughs> you graduated from muddy pants to shitty pants, <laughs> <You're right>. <laughs> <laughs> or at least I did. <laughs> All right, so this last story is, again, this is very early on in Chris and I's dating, and, uh, like, a month, maybe two at most, and it was, like, a Thursday, it was, like, a Thursday or Friday, it was a night where she couldn't come over, and she said, oh, I can't come over, you know, blah, 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 so I was home for some reason, and if you, I mean, if you know me and you know how I am, like, I'll dance around in the house. I'll sing loud. Like, I, you know, I, that's kind of how I am. Like, I'm kind of like that in public sometimes, but especially when I'm at home in the safety of my home, I, you know, will dance and sing, you know, if I'm cleaning or, or whatnot. So, at the dogs that have since passed, I, I want to say that they like made a mess in the house or something when I had gotten home from work. So I was cleaning it up. But for some reason, I was in these like Chelsea boots. So think of like Austin Powers shoes, like the pointy toes and like that, you know, a little above the ankle. I was in those shoes with socks that were pulled up. For some reason, I was pantsless and Chelsea boots, socks, no (laughs) pants. Nice. And I want to say too that I was also, maybe I had my work shirt on. I was kind of going, I feel like I, there was maybe like a golf shirt on, but I was probably topless too, which, if you've seen my pictures on Instagram, this was like almost seven years ago. So I was about 40 pounds lighter than I am today. Still not a sight that anybody wants to see willingly or unwillingly, but a hell of a lot better, you know, to see seven years ago than, you know, today. So I'm in the kitchen, um, Chelsea boots, no pants, golf shirt, maybe topless altogether, and I'm mopping. I'm mopping, and I'm kind of dancing around with this mop. I turn around, and the girlfriend, Krista, who said that she wasn't coming over, she was standing in my sunroom, like, looking in the door, no. laughing hysterically at 
as I'm kind of like oh. risky businessing it <laughs> around the kitchen. Dun, 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 cleaning dun, dun, dun. up dog shit. <laughs> like dog shit, dog piss, dog puke. A combination of three. I don't remember. I was cleaning up some some kind of a dog mess naked with, you know, work boots on and, yeah, music blaring. Yeah. So, hey, another one. That was like two months in, if that, and she still stayed. She's still here. At this rate, anything else that happens is on her. <laughs> like, you stayed. So if you're just joining us... <laughs> Shannon likes to clean up after her dog in Chelsea boots, high high socks, no pants, and maybe a top. Nice, Shannon. With good music. <laughs> with, good music. <laughs> with good music and, you know, dance moves. And Shannon nice. and I will start dancing anywhere. Oh, yeah. If, if we hear a song we like, it doesn't matter where we're at. We'll start dancing. Fully clothed, usually. <laughs> um, I'm clothing yeah. optional. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fully clothed. Nobody wants to see this shit anymore. It's <laughs> like... There's a bear dancing to Abba. <laughs> There's the fat version of Ellen dancing. Around. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, a long time ago, somebody said that I looked like Ellen. Is that right? Yeah, Ellen DeGeneres. What, maybe the hair or... <laughs> Uh, probably just the hair, like yeah, probably the hair. You know, Ellen doesn't wear the tablecloth button-down shirt. <laughs> yes, she does. Really? She did on her show. Okay. Any anyway, that's besides the point. I feel like you know any short-haired lesbian. Oh yeah, you look like her. Really? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. That leaves just me with my last one, and uh, this is kind of a doozy. Mom, if you're listening, I love you. Um, This is uh, another one where I was a kid, and uh, when I tell people that I'm a little bit stupid, (laughs) you know, I'm not just kidding, you know. (laughs) I know you look at me with the perfect hair and all this other stuff, and you think, boy, there's a guy that's got his shit together. I don't. I never did. And, this, and you never will. And I never will. And this started from an early age. Now, this one time, and uh, I was just a little kid. Again, I had to go to the bathroom. Here's another bathroom story. Uh, I go in, I lift up the lid, and uh, I see an earring at the bottom of the toilet. <laughs> now, Dad didn't wear earrings, Jason didn't wear earrings, and I didn't wear earrings yet. Um... <laughs> So it's safe to assume that maybe it was my mother's earring. So you would assume that any intelligent person would have gone to their mother and said, there's an earring in the toilet. And maybe mom would come and retrieve it. Not me. No, sir. I sat down, did my business, (laughs) and flushed everything down the pipes. And then... Some for some reason wanting to let my mother know, I said, <laughs> I left, you know, got up, washed my hands and all that stuff, and I walked out and I went to my mother and said, Hey, there was an earring in the bottom of the toilet. And she says, Did you get it out? No. <laughs> what did you do? I went to the bathroom. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I went to the bathroom and it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't remember everything she yelled at me. <laughs> but I remember her saying... You stupid bastard. <laughs> no, she didn't go that far. I do remember her asking, and she's like almost crying because she loved this earring. We didn't have you much money. You just flushed a family heirloom, you idiot. <laughs> we didn't have that much money at the time, so that earring, you know, was from one of the best things that she had going on in her life, you know. And <laughs> well, at least I, you didn't prince out but yourself with I, it. <laughs> I do remember her saying, why do you do dumb things? <laughs> She's still saying because that it, now. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't the first time and it wouldn't be the last. So, yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> why do you do dumb yeah, things? Yeah, that was, that was the time I took a dump on my mother's earring and flushed it down the toilet. So, we're, you know, if, if, you're, uh, if you're a little kid and you're listening to this podcast for some I reason. I hope not. I sure hope not. But if you are, <laughs> uh, you know, if you if you have to go to the bathroom and you see an earring in that toilet, uh, either fish it out yourself or tell your mother. Just tell your mother. Or your dad. <laughs> <laughs> it's 2023. It could be anybody. But uh, tell somebody before you use the bathroom. Before you shit on top of it. <laughs> another, yet another shit story uh, another in one. a roundabout way. You shit on top of your mother's earring in a toilet. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's my last story, Shannon. Um... Any uh, any uh, final thoughts before we wrap it up here? Well, you know, uh, hopefully you take away today that, you know, we have way too many shit stories. We actually do. We are yeah. both very stupid, and follow me for more dating tips. <laughs> yes, uh, you know, Shannon uh, uh, is uh, available on Facebook. Uh, follow her there. She's going to start posting some of this stuff, so maybe we can get a follower, too. <laughs> yeah, maybe we get some following. <laughs> we have nothing on the Instagram. Um Real quick before we go, one of our listeners, Len D'Amico, uh, he has a podcast of his own for uh, local musicians in Columbus. It's called Columbus Local. I believe the the uh, Instagram is Cebus Local Podcast, uh, and he talks to different musicians, cover musicians, uh, original musicians. I'm going to be on that podcast here later. We're going to do a song together. You're um, going to sing uh, your Maneater song? No, we're not going to sing Maneater, no. Uh, more on that later. Um, appreciate him. He uh, he actually said, uh, hey, use some of my music ah. on the podcast. So, uh, yeah, you hear it. It's, it's, it's really good guitar stuff. He's a great guitarist. Uh, and he's also the one that was really shocked when I... Uh, he, he sent me a text and he said, uh, hey, I want to get together and talk to you about... Uh, about your podcast and about uh, workflows and uh, whatever tools you're using, <laughs> and and I said the tools that we're using are ourselves. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I I, I kind of giggled at that, realizing oh he doesn't know, <laughs> and I texted back to him and I said those words aren't even in our vocabulary. I said she has an iPhone 12 Pro Max and I have an iPhone 13. We record, we email the audio, I put it in Audacity, edit it, slap the music around, and it's done. Total cost, zero dollars. And he texted me back and said, you're killing me, man. <laughs> <laughs> didn't, didn't know what went into this podcast. Um, so thank you, Len, for that compliment, for the follows. Uh, and yet we will definitely feature your guitar work on this podcast. Um, so with that, uh, well, I want to thank the listeners we want to thank our sponsor today. Uh, appreciate them being a part of this thing. Who uh, was it today? Merle's Lead Base Paints? It was paints? Merle Les ba- Merle's uh, Lead Base Paints. Uh, <laughs> if you're not familiar with them, they are the last, like we said in the uh, ad, the last <laughs> of the 100% lead-based paints on the market. <laughs> 
again, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and uh, wherever the hell you people get your podcast. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Club Shanna DK. That's C L U B. Why do you always try to spell it? <laughs> Because I was, I, I want a spelling bee in primary school, and I think I'm still good. <laughs> Club Shanna DK at C L U B S H A N N A D K. Yes, I did it again. Uh, please follow us there. Please for uh, the visual content that you're missing out on. Yes, you're missing out on some good stuff, and it's only going to get better. Um, and uh, with that, uh, we will bid you adieu. Adieu. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.